and trains, and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wade's Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, episode 10. And I want to thank you guys for joining us and spreading the word. We're getting bigger and better. And people from around the country, people in San Francisco, people in Chicago, people in Dallas, all over the country in Missouri. Missouri, a lot of folks in Missouri have uh, had an opportunity to check us out. Of course, based here in Houston, but we have a more national approach to sports talk uh, from really a kind of urban perspective. And, you know, I have a cast of characters that join me. Uh, during the the podcast uh, each episode, will return guy and uh, guy will frequently uh, frequently hear from a former NFL linebacker, eleven year NFL veteran Eddie Robinson, Alabama State product, played with the Titans and the Oilers and the Jags and the Bills, right? Buffalo Bills and the yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo. I, I, I guess we'll say that they paid me, so I have to claim them. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you. Have, I was I'm, a mercenary at that point. Well, hey. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a good problem to have, okay? Right. As Dion uh, Sanders, that one. I want to talk a little bit about, obviously, in, in the city of Houston, we are the epicenter of sports in the world for this week and, and really in this country annually. The, the biggest sporting event, bar none, is the Super Bowl. It's super exciting. Let's talk a little bit about the atmosphere around because you've been in Super Bowl cities when you weren't playing the Super Bowl and you played in the Super Bowl. Before we get on to the on the field stuff, want to ask you about the things that uh, happened or that happened in the city. Because I've had the, the pleasure of going to about seven or eight cities, uh, going to Super Bowl seven or eight years uh, around the country. It's been a blast. Tell, tell I me, mean, talk a little bit about those experiences. Well, I think it's always just that excitement of uh, there's something big happening. I, I think, to me, the, the biggest event is when you go to a, a, a heavyweight fight in Las Vegas. Yeah, but it's not. That's, not, that's the end. It, you, it was. I don't think it's like that anymore. Not now. But because you, I caught the tail end of that. Yeah, if you ever went to, like, a Mike Tyson fight in Vegas. Didn't, even, did even, Holyfield, not Tyson, right. but Holyfield. Even if you didn't go to the fight, it was just like. You just got off the plane like, man, something big about to happen. You know, and the Super Bowl tries to recreate that, and I think they do a great job. It depends on the matchup. Certain matchups is just like, man, this is the matchup. See, and, and I don't think we have that matchup here. Well, you needed Dallas or Green Bay to be here with the Patriots. Right, or even like a Raiders, like a new team. where and Because it, and it, it's the fan base. The unfortunate part about the Super Bowl is that it's so priced Price, out of the reach cost prohibitive. of the average, yeah. av- the average fan. I mean, right. the average you know, family of four, you know, been season tickets holders for 40 years, can't afford to go to the game. So that that kind of takes away some of that energy. Yeah, because it's really, if you've been to the Super Bowl, it's much more of a corporate, generic Very feel. Very much so. Unless, uh, unless you have, like, when I went to, I've, I've been to just about every Super Bowl in New Orleans just because I would be going back home. And those Super Bowls, because you have that area of Bourbon Street where you just have people walking up and down with, hey, it's my team, rah, 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 kind of like a Sugar Bowl type atmosphere. Uh, Miami was the same when the Saints played the Colts because the Saints had never been there before. So I think the Saints fans were just down there and just on South Beach, just everywhere. Who that? Who that? Everywhere. And so and I think the Falcons fans, because they have some really good Falcons fans who from long time, I think they'll come to the city and kind of get that energy because the fans have to make that energy. I mean, you can 
have the Super Bowl in North Dakota. If you got fans who come and make it right. the spot to be for that weekend, and it's that spot. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see to... the buildup. I'm I'm going to the NFL experience tomorrow, taking a bunch of kids. So that should be yeah, and that you can kind of tell. You fired yeah, up, you yeah. kind of once you go downtown and you see all of the stuff and all the type of things they bring in. I know the the uh, Space Center has like a little recreation of Mars ride where they bring you in the air and drop you down. So they got a whole lot of stuff where you. It's just going to kind of get you in that mode of, hey, something big is about to happen. So. And and I will say this. We know from the party standpoint, parties to get started really in earnest on Wednesday. Right. And you build up to Thursday, Friday. And, you know, a lot of people leave the Super Bowl City Sunday morning. Correct. And they don't even see the game in, yeah. in town. They get out of here. They come, they party, they say they were here, uh, take, you know, do it for the gram, and then they're back in town by the time the Super Bowl's over recovering from a hangover. Right. Uh, from that standpoint, I was at Atlanta's last Super Bowl in Miami versus um, Denver. No, was it Denver? No. It was Denver. Denver, Denver, yeah. yes, Denver. I, I don't know why I forgot that. Uh, and then, uh, of course, I was at the last, or well, the Patriots win here. I was at the game here. Uh, in Houston in 2004. So yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a uh, uh, unlike anything else. Now, what is it like to play in the Super Bowl? You played in Atlanta versus the Rams and right. for the Titans. Talk a little bit about that experience being in that game because, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying that you know, there's a moment, and I'm if I'm not there in the city and I'm watching, I will ingest all of that pregame stuff. And there's a moment, if you've ever put on shoulder pads in your life, if you ever laced them up on any level, you dream of what it would be like to play. And there's a moment where you see all of this and you realize, what if I was in that locker room, how my my heart would just be exploding. Like, it's almost, oh, it can be overwhelming if you let it get to you. What is that like? Because, again, I, and I, I asked Santana Dotson this, everybody you ever knew, We'll watching, be watching, watching that game. Not, not, you know, people, <laughs> well, I yeah. think I think what you what you have to realize is that at the end of the day, it's a football game, and I think that's what the coaches try to get the players to understand. Which New England will probably have a better understanding of it because you have more players who've right, been, been there. there. So I mean, I think that gives you an advantage, and I think at the end of, I mean, I've had guys like I can tell Tony Dorsett's son, who was played with us with the with the Titans. Well, Marcus Robertson had gotten hurt the week before, and we didn't have the off week to prepare, which I thought really hurt us because we had a couple guys banged up. But just looking at his face, I can tell that, hey, you know, I'm Tony Dorsett's son, you know, a guy who's played in a couple Super Bowls and had success and is like, man, this is my this is my time to do it, you know. And so, and I can just tell, looking at him, the emotions that he was having, and, and then he was starting in the Super Bowl. So it's like, man, you know, so. Uh, For you, of, let's talk about those hours leading up to. Did you did you at some point, I, you, I can't imagine you didn't have a moment you're like, Oh my God! I'm a playing on this. Yeah, like, this I mean, is, I think you I do, mean, but just you one have moment. To, yeah, you have to put it all. I mean, the the unfortunate part for us was that you know we won the AFC Championship game in Jacksonville on Sunday, and the Super Bowl was the very next Sunday. So when we got to practice on Monday, it was like, all right, these are all the things we got to do for the Super Bowl. We need a list of your tickets. This, this, and this, this. Monday and Tuesday, I think we was we, it better that way though. To not I, have I think to think it was about worse. It? I think it was worse because. First of all, you don't have a, a, a clean and competitive game because both teams don't have that extra. It takes a week to get your families there. We had to do it in a day. And so, yeah, and that terrible. was the last time that they ever had it where you didn't have the bye week. And you don't get enough 
you know, like now you got the build up for it, and it's, it's just better with the bye week. And I, I think the NFL will always keep it like that unless something just crazy happens. And some so. people are asking for two bye weeks and then having it on President's Day that next Monday where everybody's off. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a bit much. Yeah, I think the way they have it now is good. You get that one week off, and teams are used to that. And you take that one, but we had to get everything kind of settled so you decide, hey, who's getting tickets, who's not getting tickets, whatever you're going to sell you to, whatever you're going to do, you're going to do it. And then by Wednesday, we were in Atlanta, You then you got into your regular work week. So you try to make everything as routine as possible because as a player, it's certain things that you're used to doing. So once it, once it got into the, the night before the game, then it's like, you know, it wasn't all of the cell phone stuff or like like we have now anyway. So once you, your phone is off and you're in your room, then it's just you're kind of focusing on the game. And so it was one of those things, I think, that the day before we were walking in and Tina Turner was doing the halftime stuff or doing the whatever. She was practicing. So we was like, man, that's Tina Turner. And I think she was looking at us <laughs> like, wow, those are NFL players. So it was kind of cool, right. that little experience. So it's kind of things you remember. But just going through it, it was just like uh, one of those things that just you, you, you're there and you see. I think the biggest thing from the Super Bowl to the other games as a player was there's so many people taking pictures. I mean, from the right. usually because I always got to the stadium real early. Hour and a half before the game, you may have a couple guys out there here. I mean, hour and a half before the game, it was like everybody was already there. So you're like, man, they're ready to go. Like, am I late? It's like, so, and I think it, it, was, it was it was a great experience. Um, you remember any celebrities that you? Because Santana talked about looking around and being able to see celebrities in the crowd. Did you? Did you? Well, actually, man, I did, the way it worked out, I looked in the crowd, and and my mom has been like a huge supporter. I mean, just about. Every stadium I would go to, her and my grandmother, who just passed away, would come to every game. And she was always there since Little League, since I was eight. So I looked in the stands, and I saw my mom and my grandmother sitting there. They was like maybe 10 rows behind the team. And after that, I really wasn't looking for anybody else. That, it's kind of no, like, you saw your, your that, people. That made it to me like I was playing at St. Rock Playground back in New Orleans. It was like, you know, you kind of block out all the other stuff, and it's like I'm playing football against everybody else. I'm going to go try to win this game. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and I want to talk just a little bit about the game, and then we'll do more breakdown probably in the upcoming podcast. But I do want to ask you about this part. Just like with the election, you know, nobody f- foresaw how things right. went. Nobody nobody picked Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl. What did we miss? I mean, how do we sleep on this? Because, again, it wasn't until I had I had to decide and reconcile the fact that uh, my te- the team that I liked the most, especially defensively, the Seattle Seahawks, when, once you realized that they weren't, after Earl Thomas went down, that they were not the team that they couldn't get there. Then you look around and you say, well, and, and, the, and all the popular money was on the Cowboys, obviously, uh, because of their regular season. I never did. I would never for one minute thought the, the Cowboys would go to the Super Bowl. And now you look at the layout. Yeah, never, and, ever, not one minute? Yeah. I didn't know. No, I, I, I dread it. <laughs> I, I had a, a nightmarish moment. I woke up in a cold sweat one day. I'm worried about it. But, and, you know, I looked around – and yeah, I mean, I guess you could say you you the thought is there, but I just didn't somehow, some way, don't believe in a, a rookie quarterback getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's hard. And, and then like you know, the bracket just laid out really. After all is said and done, it really is about how the bracket set up. Because if you look at New England, New England had a is is to whatever extent you can have a cakewalk in the playoffs, they had a cakewalk in the second round over the Texans. Correct. Right. And, and so now you're going up against a depleted defense in Pittsburgh that just had never matched up well with you and never and, been and able to stop to play the at home. But that's why you have to win during the regular season. But so, again, in, in New England had, I mean, this this laid out for them 
Because again, you have hey, no, two games hey, against the Bills, two one, games one, against hey, the Jets. One, one thing that happens, man. Hey, I'm gonna beat the teams that play. I'm not gonna apologize for winning. I'm not saying apologize, I mean, let, let's but let's not. The let's not act like you didn't go through a murderous row. So but, let's not act like but, that. But look at the Dolphins when they the Dolphins when they went undefeated. Okay, a lot of the teams they played didn't have a winning record. But well, I don't. I don't remember. I would have and, to look and that even up. and even too, you have to look at when the Buffalo Bills when they went to the Super Bowl those four straight years. The Colts were horrible. The Dolphins were the only team that was that was kind of okay, and Bills? the Patriots were horrible. And so when the Bills were playing, I mean they they knew they had four games in the bag, which is big. And and when you talk about an NFL schedule, where you know I'm gonna that's beat the, the difference between I'm home gonna, field advantage. I'm gonna beat the Colts twice. I'm gonna beat the Patriots twice, and we may split with the Dolphins when we go down there. But they definitely not beating us up here in Buffalo. So you got five wins right off the bat. And so the Patriots are kind of have been in that same realm when you have that one dominant team in a weaker division. You can have a lot of dominance because you can always get those home NFL, I mean, those home schedules. I mean, look at the Colts. When the Colts had to run with Peyton Manning, I mean, they knew they were going to beat the Texans. You right. know what I'm saying? They, they, yeah. And certain things, the Titans weren't there. I mean, you know, Jacksonville wasn't. They knew they had just about six games. They may have lost one division game in, right. in like five years. So they always had the home field advantage. But to me, you don't apologize for winning. I, I'll tell no, anybody, in, in the end, when, I just, when I looked at the NFL matchups and when I was in the playoffs, I always was hoping that we got the easiest team to get to the Super Bowl. I was never trying, oh, I want to beat the tough team. No, to show no that I'm not tough. saying that. But uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is compared to other New England Super Bowl teams, this is not that they're good not of a team. As, yeah, they're not they're deceptively tested, yeah. average. They, they right. are deceptively average. It, but again, it goes but back the one to guy match have up. Is Tom Brady, you know. Well, you and, have Bill Belichick. Yeah. That, that's that's who you have. Right. I mean, well, that, I think it's Tom Brady. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I got to go with the Warriors in the arena. I mean, Tom Brady. I mean, <laughs> this guy. Look, look. If you look at all the different wide receivers he's had, I'm talking about back to Dion Branch. I mean, he's made Gaffney, Jabbar Gaff. He made so many right. average guys look good. Even uh, Keyshawn Martin, the guy that, that did nothing, he went there and did Every, had, had some big kids. So at some point, I mean, this guy's already, he the GOAT. I mean, he the greatest of all time. I mean, I, hey, Joe Montana, I love him all. But, hey, Tom Brady win or lose. I mean, the guy's been to seven Super Bowls in 13 years. I yeah, mean, come but on. again, he, uh, this, is my, this is my equalizer, and this is what you have to ask yourself when you talk about these sorts of things. Could Aaron Rodgers do in New England? And I used to do this with Peyton Manning. Could Peyton have done what Brady did in New England versus Brady doing what Peyton did in Indianapolis, changing coaches, not having great defenses, at all. Can you put Peyton Manning in Brady's spot and him, well, him go to seven the, Super Bowls? The Patriots have never had a great defense. They've always they had, had those early years, they were defense first team with, with yeah. Brewski and, and Johnson and those guys. That was a defense defense first and they, and, they, and they ran the football correct until but Tom Brady was just a young guy. He was like first couple of years. But I mean and but, they cheated. But without a problem, they've cheated too. I, I say that. But I, to me, I'm 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 gonna take Tom Brady because just year after year, the guy makes everybody else better. And to me, that's what an MVP does. Well, see, I'm, a, is, I'm gonna take an average guy get... and make you better than you could be here, on here, your own. Here, here, this this is this is my comparison. This is the Warren Moon versus Troy Aikman. If you would have put Troy Aikman on the Oilers, the Oilers would have not had nearly the same success. But if you put Warren on those Cowboy teams with Novacek and Emmitt 
and Alvin Harper and Michael Irvin, Correct. they yeah. still do work. So I, you know, though, that's that's the kind of that's how I frame those kind of comparisons. And but not to take away anything from Tom Brady, and he's a, he's he's one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. I certainly think his coach is for sure. Oh yeah, uh, but. You know, I just don't think that they they are just utterly average in a below-average New England championship team. But I want to go back to Atlanta. What do we miss about Atlanta? Why do we write them off? Well, if you play fantasy football, you knew every year the Atlanta Falcons put up big numbers. Well, I had Devontae Freeman last year. Correct. He came yeah. out of nowhere, and, and you got him for a bargain, and then he went yeah. up and up and, and up. And so not only that, even when they even before Julio Jones, when they had uh, Roddy White, Roddy White. I mean, they always put up numbers. The year that they had the my, my tight end that retired, Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. So you you right on top of it. So, but the thing that they couldn't do was for some reason they would get into the playoffs, even when they had home field advantage, and they would not win the big game. So it was kind of one of those things where. Even though they put up the big numbers, I mean, you look at you look at the 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 touchdown interception ratio of, of of quarterback. I mean, it's still looking pretty good. It's it's great, but at the same time, we were all waiting for the setup to like, nah, they're really not that good. Or oh, they'll do something to mess it up. So I think this year you keep getting there, keep getting there, keep getting there. Eventually, you're able to get it right. Now they did have a coaching change, but I think it was a good testament to the owner that he kept the pieces together. He, right. he did the coaching change, but everything else stayed the same. And sometimes you just need that different voice telling you the same thing in a different way to kind of get you over the hump. So, well, And, and talking to 11-year NFL uh, veteran Eddie Robinson, uh, you're listening, of course, to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, tune in. And, and you know what? And I do want to say this uh, before we get back to the sports side of things. You know, you can, uh, you know, you can sponsor this, by the way. And, you know, and, <laughs> and locally we have some – some people that I would love to to sponsor us, not because of the product, because I mean, I'm sure whatever, is whoever it, is it stuff that you like, that's why you. Want no, to it's you? it's a song, <laughs> it's a jingle. I don't know if if you have lived in Houston any amount of time, have you ever seen the Thunderbolt commercial? At Thunderbolt, we fix it right and we guarantee it. To, okay, we put you. the yeehaw back in your motor and transmission. So yeah, yeah. If I, look, if I could sell Thunderbolt transmissions, I'm telling you, they would business would go through the roof. So if you're interested, I think, obviously, I think every city has that. Uh, yeah, the local that, flavor. That local Jack. In New Orleans, it was like 1826 North Broad, Alaska Seafood City. So if you from New Orleans, <laughs> yeah, it's a Walgreens now. But if you grew up, you everybody knew what Seafood City and the guy had the best. You got to YouTube the commercial. It was like the best commercial. Well, I'm going to show you the Thunderbolt commercial. So I put my Thunderbolt uh, commercial. Nah, Ask man. He dressed up like a crawfish, man. Crawfish was three pounds for like a dollar eighty-seven, man. You could <laughs> man, that was the day. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, crawfish is on sale around these boys uh, now. And I'll let you finish this one. Uh, gallery furniture really will oh make you money save you save money you how money. did you blow that <laughs> <laughs> I missed the layout <laughs> <laughs> gotta get you we gonna take but your think, Houston card but, but your setup wasn't good the way you said the gallery <laughs> furniture is just you yeah, but my cadence was back. off yeah your yeah. cadence was way off man well what we're gonna do is and, and I, I have a new edition story to tell you right now we're gonna take a new edition break it's our uh, miss what about mid podcast break and uh, well, you can get your boogie on and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl. I want to talk about Serena Williams, and I want to talk about LeBron James and those Cleveland Cavaliers right now. In the background, you hear it. New edition. It's the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud.
Devin Wade podcast. Devin Wade with you. And uh, NFL, let me NFL linebacker, which is a tough, tough job. Uh, NFL linebacker, Eddie Robinson. You hear a new addition in the background. What's your favorite new addition song? I think Candy Girl. I think uh, it's just, as a kid, that's, and I wasn't a big new addition fan. I was more into sports. But my sisters, of course, I had three sisters, and they love New Edition. I had one cousin. Man, I tell you, she knew every song. She could do the steps, right. the dance. She was like, you know, that one cousin who just <laughs> whole wall was like Bobby, Ronnie, Ricky. From right Mike. on magazine. Yeah, for everything, yeah. So. yeah it, well, you know, and, I, and I'll say this, and I play this because I just concluded the – the new edition miniseries. Did you check any of that out? Did you get a chance to see it? I missed it, but I'm I'm gonna go back and watch. You're not. I'm just not big on the commercials, and I love BET, man. But the commercials. I know we're spoiled, but that's why you have the DVR, so you can just zoom through the through the commercial. I mean, it, it's uh, it was it was three nights, two hours a night, uh, but with commercials, it was about an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but you know what? It was really really good, and really it really made me reflect. And it was sort of depressing because you realize every actor and every extra in the movie. Uh, weren't they? They weren't even born when New Edition was out, right. and, and that's one of the signature groups of my my time. We it means used to you get old. You old dude. I know. It's like, it's it's like the Dells and the Dramatics. You know, when your mom used to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. stylistic. Well, right. you know, I know about that on the Friday Express here. But I would say this: we used to a couple things. I have a, a number of New Edition stories, and I didn't really think about these things. So, so tell me this: since, since I haven't seen it, but Five Heartbeats is the the best you know movie ever. I of think. A group. Is, is it, was it better than Five Heartbeats? No. Okay. Except if you were there. No, it wasn't better. No. Five because, Heartbeats was just that. That's just a classic. But and I will tell cinema. you this, and and you might want to take. I took your Houston card earlier. You might want to take my 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 NAACP card. I've never watched the Five Heartbeats all the way through. I really? watched it in segments. Oh man! And so you know, and so that's, my the emotion so, didn't so build many up. classic lines that you that yeah. you got from that. Yeah, my office hours are from what time? You know, big <laughs> big red records. I mean, it's just you know. <laughs> but but it, but here's my new edition story, and I didn't realize these things. I do remember that my, one of my first eighth grade dances, my slow jams. You know, when you, yeah, they, they, they do don't, that, they don't slow dance no more. Yeah, I know that's yeah. the same. I don't know what they're doing now. They just jump straight to it. I, it's, <laughs> it's, if I, I don't, my imaginary children. Uh, they are, they are almost Amish. We don't even. I don't even. My, my imaginary kids are not allowed on the internet or on television. You certainly can't listen to the radio unless it's old school. But but I, you know you don't think about all of these things until you see it. That oh my eighth grade dance, my slow dance was uh, one of them was I'm lost in love. Okay. And I remember dancing with, with my with my little date, well, and I want to see though. Can we get a name? Can we get a name? Erica, Erica, Erica. Sloan. Okay, Erica. What's up, Erica, Erica? Erica Sloan. I don't know her. She could have ten kids, or she could be an old school dime. I don't know. I don't know. I don't find know. Find on Facebook. I showed. You know what? I've learned my lesson about looking people up on Facebook. Okay. Well, my thing is, if we haven't talked in twenty years, there's a reason why. Well, yeah. We don't need to start again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I've had dreams shattered where you go on Facebook and you're like, I can't. 
like people would you wanna, not. You want to keep that old memory? Like yeah. I don't know. Well, but I think people can say the same about me. I'm not the <laughs> fella that I was, and I don't know if you even remember when I used to walk around the Oilers uh, locker room. I was, you know, I was a stick figure compared to. Right. Yep. To I, I, do you remember me? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Remember, I used you to be, and uh, actually Pam. I, I, I always Pam? remember Pam. Pam, yeah, Pam was like was re- it was memorable back so, then. So so yeah, she was very memorable. And Pam was one of the first women to be allowed into the men's locker room because remember it was the whole controversy of can the women be allowed into the, and I, I can remember this like yesterday, like Big Doug and those guys are like, hey, they're gonna allow the women into the men's locker room like when you first get out the shower. Right. And Pam was one of those first women to come into the men's locker room when the guys were still getting dressed. That yeah, was like naked, that was like yeah. a big deal. So right. well, and then I was Jody Goldstein from uh, from the yep. Chronicles, one of them. I remember a lady and not- Scoop, what was the guy named Scoop? Was it Scoop? We used to call him Scoop uh Are you talking about Mark Berman? Yeah, yeah. He's still Scoop. doing it. He's still yeah, doing yeah. it. Scoop Scoop Burn. He always got the dishes to give him a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that was a crazy thing. You talking about room. a guy that looked for a story, man. He'll find a story. I mean, he'll follow you to the car, to your house, to the gas station. Like, hey, man, tell me, give me the call, give me the call. Like, I got nothing for you, man. (laughs) (laughs) And and they still do it. But yeah, I remember a lady getting kicked out of the Oilers locker room for, you know, not doing her job or right, whatever. Right. I remember Gary Brown playing dominoes naked. Right. Uh, <laughs> stuff you just see. That, like, that was like, a funny locker room. Yeah, yeah. You had some guys, when the women were allowed in, they purposely left their clothes <laughs> right, on. Just right, right, like, right. come on, man, put your clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> but here's my new edition story. So I had, I, I, as I danced, you know, danced my little dance, but I, I actually had, my sister was one of those fanatical uh, New Edition fans. And it was crazy because you look back, they had no crossover appeal. For whatever reason, New Edition never crossed over. Right. Not really. Bobby Brown did, but nobody else. Bell yeah. Bell DeVoe did. And on yeah, the, a little, little bit, bit afterwards, yeah. Yeah, they, they they crossed over. Quite, it was a different musical time then. Right. But, but Ralph never never crossed over, and New Edition I mean, certainly they, never they crossed over. They were 100% urban, inner city, because they were like a, just a, almost rap, but just kind of like with a little bit more ballads, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it was the same crowd. The same people who liked the hardcore rap music. It was also like a new addition. Right. Yeah. Well, I took my, I had to take my sister, and I was upset about that. And I happened to go earlier, I want to say that day, and got a gold chain, mm. a gold rope. And I wore the rope, and I had to take my sister. So my sister's a lot younger, so I'm holding her hand. We had the Southern Star Amphitheater in the back of World, and I take her. And so after the show, we crossed back over so Mom could get us from the Astro Villa Hotel or whatever. <laughs> and out of nowhere, some cats, Run up out of nowhere. I don't know where they were, and snatch my chain and keep running. <laughs> so I, I I got you know robbed there, right? So I'm and now I'm mad at my sister because I can't leave her to go chase them. Right, right. Uh, but it was two or three of them. I I probably never would have got the chain back anyway. Right. But it happened. So I go back and obviously I'm dejected and I'm disappointed. So you didn't have your chain, but one day. Right, one day gold chain until I go home and I look in the mirror and my neck was green. And it reminded me that the gold chain that I got was fake. So I had the, you know, the moral of the story. <laughs> so so karma hit them instantly because those cats had green hands for stealing my like, my gold, gold chain. chain. So I hope you enjoyed that <laughs> fake gold chain. You thugs that stole my and I don't remember what year, eighty six. You stole my chain in eighty six from the Astro Villa Hotel. Uh, uh, on Kirby and 16. So, yeah, that's my new addition story. But I did enjoy that miniseries, by the way. Uh, and so, and, and I'll tell you what else I've been doing, and I don't, you know, we don't want to get too deep into this, but I, I've never, I'm I'm, high, I'm a news junkie and I'm a political junkie, All right. but I, I don't, I've never really done that socially until now. 
Because I think the oh, so you chiming in, you chiming oh, in on politics. I think the political apocalypse is you, upon you, us. You, you can't win politics and religion. You don't argue. Yeah, that. well, you, but, Stick but with sports. But you know why you can you, argue sports. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> this is why I do it, and this, this is why I do it. If if you know, and I, I if I can make this current administration as miserable as possible, but that's making the white noise of dissent in America. Then I I I want to do that. And the other thing is that I want the record to reflect. It, it, because I, I put all, a lot of things in historical perspective that I was not down for what what's going on now. That you can go back on the record. Now, it could cost me a job or two down the road, but, yeah, I, yeah. hey, man, I was born broke, so right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you know. That's, that's what I told my kids. I'm okay with eating pork and beans with no wieners. Like, yeah, you aren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, y'all haven't experienced that. Like, I, oh, yeah. this, this, you know, this, this, you know, pizza has the, not enough cheese on it. I right. can't eat this. Right. Throw this away. <laughs> I'm sure your kids, are, I'm sure, are spoiled like the, a lot right. of the kids this generation. Oh, yeah, the crust is a little bit too dark. Like, yeah, yeah you better eat that crust. <laughs> Uh, we don't eat Burger King. We're a McDonald's family or whatever. I'm just, you know, as an example. But a couple things that happen in the world of sports. Oh, well, first of all, this is a Pro Bowl weekend. What are your thoughts on the Pro Bowl? How can you make it better? What, what, I have not watched the Pro Bowl in many, many years. Yeah, me either. It used to have that, even as a, a player, when I was a player, I mean, I would watch the Pro Bowl to see what the guys were doing because you were you were looking at the best at your position. So I, I can remember taping a Pro Bowl and watching Derek Thomas pass rush, like, hey, man, I need to learn some moves from Derek Thomas because he's a pro bowler, and that's where I want to be. Right. And I think now it's just like a big flag football game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just It's getting to the point where the guys are just huh, kind of going through the motions. So, I mean, unless you put a little bit more – more faith into it. Something I, I don't know how you fix it, but I mean, of course, the biggest thing. Put more money in it. Guys don't want to get hurt. I mean, but well, put more money on it. But how much more money are you gonna put into it? But if I'm making 15 million a year, I mean, how much? How much hard am I gonna play? Okay, win or take off 500 grand a player. <laughs> no, nah, well, you can't. 200 grand a player. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, if I, you did that, and you, I mean, if you really think about the idea of it, if you really had the best players going at each other. How video gameish and wonderful it would be if you could ever get that, but obviously we know, you know, it's not that. Yeah. But can you imagine like that, like it, how important that would be if, if really like the 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 best twenty two players on the field at one time going hard in the paint. Well, it's almost to the point now where you either have to try to either get rid of it or try to do something because. Cause right now it's just it's like a glorified scrimmage. It's right. not. It's and, and it, it was never like a thing where you guys are trying to kill each other. But you know, it was something that guys would compete just a little bit more. Of course, not getting hurt is the first priority. But you know, it's, it's to the point now where the fans don't have a lot of interest. It's just kind of like, well, big deal, big deal. You know. And, and I want to ask ask you about uh, Thursday night football. Commissioner came out this week and he pretty much said, "Hey, now you know." There's no empirical data to support more injuries, and the the, the brand of football is good. Uh, you know, I hate the Thursday night games. I think if you're gonna do that, you need to do it late in the year. I think what I used to like was the Saturday games late in the season, and of course, I like Thanksgiving. I don't like a September Thursday game. I right. don't. Maybe for the opening week, maybe, maybe, but I don't. I just I cannot stand it. I think the quality of football is worse. I, you know, the, you talk about safety. I, I don't like it at all. What are your thoughts? And then how many Thursday night games did you play? Um, I mean, probably at least not, not too many now that I think about it. I know we played on Thanksgiving, I can remember, once. Cow- sure. uh, not the Cowboys. We played uh, 
Detroit on Thanksgiving one year when Barry Sanders was there. That was like 92. I was still with the Oilers, 92, yeah, 93, yeah, 94, yeah, okay. up in there. Towards the end of my career, they had Thursday night games. I can remember. I remember us going to Baltimore and getting beat real bad. The year we went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of those things where, where Jeff Fisher was like, hey, all right, we're not watching the film. You know, it was a Sunday game. But then we came back and played Oakland at home on Thursday. So we played on Sunday, got beat real bad. And then played Oakland. Like, we're not watching the film. We're going straight to the next game. So I think the players can do it. But to me, I like to play on Sundays and maybe a couple of Saturdays. I, I think it was too many Thursday night games. I don't think you need to have one every week. And then I right. think, you you know, as a player, just natural on Thursday, you played Little League on Wednesday or Thursday. And we used to always play during weekdays when I was growing up in Little League. Then when you made it to high school, you're like, man, we I'm on Friday night now. Then you go to college, it's like, Saturday? I play on Saturday. Then it's like NFL, man, I'm on Sunday. Yeah. So now it's like, it's kind of you getting out of that. that I can play on a Thursday, maybe I'm, a Monday. I'm more of a traditional maybe. guy. I yeah. So, I mean, and even when but I. from a physical standpoint. But from a physical standpoint. You played I, I a think, linebacker position. I think the body needs that one week. So you're talking about the whole concussion thing. So. We don't have the studies to say that, hey, you know what? Sunday to Sunday seems to be what, what traditional. You give a guy a week. We don't know, like, hey, that hard hit on Sunday followed by another hard hit on Thursday. Could you really know, affect the, 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 uh, you start, how long does it take the brain to not fully recover but to bounce back to a state where it can take more hits? Is it is seven days appropriate right. or is it four days? Is, is, is four days not enough? We don't know. So why even – Help! Why even put a player's well, risk? Because money, yeah. You know because what it a little is. bit more ratings, and, and then I think Thursday should go back to the high school. I mean, to the you know to the colleges and to the because right. well, you didn't have as many Thursday night games that came a little bit later on as well. Yeah. Uh, but but I do think that's good for conferences like the SWAC, which we had Thursday night exposure, right? And you get conferences. Then then the the, the outside of the Power Five, those conferences start to appreciate having Thursday. that, that yeah, exposure. Yeah, you get that no national that right, national. Right. I, I want to watch. You know, the the Vandals, the Idaho State play Boise. You know, right, it's just right. a North Dakota play Wyoming. Just something that you probably would never see because uh, you're not going to tune into that on Saturday sure because not. it's going to be Power 5. Right. But the the hardcore football fan, he'll watch anybody on Thursday right. night. You right. know? And the gambler. But when it's, right. yeah, but when it's, yeah, <laughs> you give me Idaho State in the over, you know, so but – but uh, but but when the NFL is playing on Thursday night, of course they kind of trump all the other stuff, which is not good. And and again, they said concussions were down this year, but we'll we'll get into more of that. Also, Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger says he's contemplating retirement. Is that just you know a tough loss to end the season, and you still had that season hangover? He'll come out of well, that. Well, th- he he obviously has more passes behind him than he has in front of him. Let's right. just be honest. He, he and he's a guy that his style of play is susceptible to him getting injured again and again because he just stands in the pocket. He's the big, tough. Because he's so big. You know, yeah. he's a he, 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 he wooden Indian. I mean, he's not going anywhere. But, you know, it works for him because he's so big. But at some point, you got to say, okay, do I risk having that one, you know, major knee injury or back injury or, or do I go out here and I can still walk? Well, straight? as so, long as you have Le'Veon Bell and, and Antonio Brown, yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think he's going to retire this year, but I think with he's, he's on the radar. He's trying to put that signal like, hey, you know, like I'm. I'm but then, I'm no, to that but point. hold on, here's the flip though, because if they draft the quarterback in the first round, he's going to be pissed off. So there you go. But so if, but I don't. If I'm Pittsburgh. I think it's time to draft that quarterback in the first round. Well, I think because he's never when is the last so. time that Ben has played a complete season without getting hurt? I mean, he gets hurt every year. He and, but Landry's played well for him. They, right. They've been able to maintain. Yeah. But if you're talking about an heir apparent, and I think I really, you know, we always say this: the NFL is a copycat league. I think with the success of Dak Prescott. 
there will be a premium on on quarterbacks in the third and fourth round. I, I guarantee you, you're going to see teams that you well, wouldn't I think. think I take. think a lot of good quarterbacks have been drafted, and I don't think you have to have that. I mean, if, if I was running the franchise, I would never pick a quarterback with that top 10 pick because you, you almost have to have like 99.9% sure that he's going to be that guy. Well, but even with that, you tie up so much money into that quarterback But not position anymore. Not anymore is, with the new, new yeah, CBA. But still, but that guy's Because Russell Wilson for three years was the most underpaid guy. And, right. Th- and but Dak he, but will be too. But he didn't get picked in the first round. He wasn't a top 10 pick. But I'm right. saying that top 10 pick at the quarterback position ties up so much money. Now, the teams who do well, like the Seattle's, like the Cowboys are going to do well the next couple of years because they drafted them later. Yeah, because no because you have that money. later pick, you have that guy that you're not paying a lot of money to, so you it opens up the window to pay a lot of money to all of the other players, so they can build around the quarterback. But the quarterback position, unless you have that elite guy, and even you know my team with Drew, with uh, you look at the difference between a Brady and a Drew Brees. Drew Brees won't take a pay cut for anything. Like Drew, give us some money back, man. You know we, we mm-hmm. love you. Right. We want you to finish your career there, but we can't win another Super Bowl because you refuse to take a pay cut. But what's I the rule? What's like the rule in the NFL? How many more hundreds of million dollars do you need? My thing, you you you've made enough money to outlive your generation and the next one. Okay, but, but let's, what, let's what's just the be rule honest. in the NFL? And I've heard this from Hank Haywood and being around here and some of you guys talk to one another. The rule is you never take a pay cut on your team. Now Brady. Brady had the appearance of a pay cut, but all he did you was get more money, guaranteed you money on the back end. Yeah, shift money. Now around. they can do that. Right. If the yeah, team wants but, to do that. But my point is this at some point, you know, those guys, and trust me, when, when Warren Moon made a million dollars a year, it was like, oh, quarterback making a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So that the money that they're making now is is generational type money. I mean, you got well, guys you say making, that, but you, we yeah, thought that you, then. You could blow now, nah, but a million dollars a year, a million dollars is not <laughs> buying what $20 million is buying now. <laughs> I mean, the guys are making $15, 20000000 million a right, year. I right. mean, if you make that for a couple years, it's like you can you can blow it. It's, 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 it's oh, shown. you can blow it. Yeah, you can, you can, it's, blew not it. a, it's not an amount of money that you can't spend. <laughs> <laughs> I want a mink house. Right. So, but, but my point is that you have guys, once you, like, Drew, Drew Brees is a smart guy. You know, you know Drew Brees has over $50 million saved. And he's making endorsements. Correct. So at this point, it's like, dude, if you're going to give up, you know, $4 million or $5 million to get that offensive lineman to help the team win, I mean, the only thing that Drew Brees can do now to better his legacy is to win another Super Bowl. He has the passing records. He has consecutive – he has everything else. You got to win another Super Bowl. So at that's, at some point, you got to, you know, understand that. Well, that's the so. decision the Willens has to make and. And uh, we've seen the NFC South do it. I mean, but with Atlanta doing what they do, and I'm telling you, Tampa's on the come. Tampa's yeah, gonna are, be. Yeah. A and actually, I went to the Saints Tampa game, and I watched. Uh, I, I watched thought them. They were making the noises. Yeah, I think Tampa is the. To me, they're the next team that's on the cusp of making that jump to being a playoff team right. and a team that can go deep into the playoff and win. I thought know? that they would be a tough out this year. Didn't quite get there, so right. uh, that didn't work out. One of uh, shift gears. Uh, uh, briefly and ask you about this. We want to recognize for sure Serena Williams being an all-time leader in Grand Slams and women's tennis, surpassing Steffi Graf in the wee hours of the morning right. uh, this morning. Uh, any thoughts on Serena? She got two pair of Jordans <laughs> signed by Michael Jordan with a letter. Uh, one with the classic MJs, the red and black, and another pink pair. But beyond that, she's just the greatest I mean, I mean, just what are your thoughts? I, mean, she, I, I, I think at this point, she's not just the greatest 
tennis athlete ever, but she's the greatest female athlete ever. Yeah, but I look at Jackie Joyner Kirsten. Nah, she's not a Serena. Uh, yeah. See, look, tr- but, trust me, I have a I have a, a picture of my phone of Serena because I always, when I'm watching stuff, I'd stop it. And if it's something that's you know astronomical from an athletic standpoint, I videotape it. I've seen Serena on the baseline run full speed to the right with a backhand spin, run full speed to the left with a forehand, and – NFL linebackers can't move with the quickness that she has laterally going side to side. You know, so, yeah, and, and, so and, and from an athletic standpoint, I mean, she is phenomenal. And then from a standpoint of the type of intensity and mental toughness you have to have to play tennis at the level she's played it over the course of time that she's played it at, right. some people can make a Grand Slam final and that makes a career. I mean, she's won more than any other Ten woman. since the age of 30. Correct. And and she's gotten older, so I don't think people realize the type of dedication that it, it takes, takes physically to be in that type of shape over that period of time. And, I mean, to be blessed to not have injuries or major injuries and stuff like that to go over that period of time. So, to me, she's the, the greatest female athlete ever. I think she could do anything she wanted to. I would really, I'm, I'm really going to have to go and research and build – a case one way or There's the other. No case. I, I mean, no, I just think if you, yeah. if you run an 800 meters, Jeez. throw a, a shot put and a javelin, and then 110 meters, uh, uh, the heptapalon, I mean, that you know, don't sleep on if, Let's if, not forget. If, but but Jackie Joyner, she had a great run, but her run didn't extend as long as well, Serena. You only had a chance to compete okay. every four years, and you, you know. Yeah, again. but even but even if you look at the world champ, you add up her world championships, Olympic titles, well, we'll look everything into else. That. We'll research Grand that. slams and tennis are the epitome of what people. There's only what four. But, there's yeah. only four a year, and she <laughs> come on. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and again, I, I don't think that's a bad case. I just. And and I think that you may be right. You're more likely right than wrong, and and I will probably come. But for just for the sake of of you got, argument, you have to you have, you have some, some yeah. you know some babe Dietrichsons of the world. Uh, no, nah, I don't think. I mean, obviously that's a different generation. But I you know even like I said, Jackie Joyner Kersey was one that I, that that really kind of she's, came she's to a mind. great second place. That's what she is. And I, <laughs> I, I love Jackie Joyner. I mean, she was great athlete. I actually met her before. Uh, at a track meet or something, but great athlete, uh, but she's in second place. And I want to ask you, uh, you big NBA guy, uh, are you sick of LeBron begging? Why, like, I am so – people are will again accuse me of being a LeBron hater. But, and, you, but, but again, you are. But you, but I, see, the thing is, it, you're, a, you're a cowboy hater. You're, I'm a cowboy you're hater. You're a LeBron hater. Just own up to it. The, the, well, the, I own the, up to the, the Cowboys. I, look, I will say this, and I feel like I have to say this every time I criticize LeBron James. Think he's a great guy off the court. He's a great ambassador for the game. I, I have my answers. They, they, I have my pat answers for LeBron. Great guy. Seems like a great family guy. Nothing bad you can say about him off, right. off the court. However, he is such a a brat, man. This dude, look, Dan Gilbert has spent more money than anybody in, in the NBA. What uh, nineteen million in in luxury taxes last year? Something crazy like that. And another twenty five million this year. They say he's lost money. He has the highest payroll. What else do you want, LeBron? Durant, Durant made his decision, and that was weird, and that's just a freak thing because Durant is a weird dude. And I, I just cannot stand his decision because you don't want to be with the best. You want to beat the best. But, but what's the difference between Durant and then the big three going together when when 
But when, uh, Le, when LeBron went to Miami, and I I, I, I was against thing. LeBron. I destroyed yeah. LeBron for that, and people de- tried to destroy me. I destroyed LeBron for that. You don't go look if my house is falling down. I'm not gonna move in with you and say, "Boy, we got a great house." Right. I'm right. not. And, and people think that's a generational thing. I have some young kids like Chris Caldwell. I'll call you out. He man, no, they wouldn't give him this. They wouldn't get man. Look, Magic didn't go anywhere. And yes, he had the great greatest players around him, but he made the other players around him great. Jordan didn't go anywhere, oh, and his team he, eventually— he couldn't, he couldn't go anywhere. But it's kind of like you're saying, if Jordan was a free agent, he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go play with I'm, Bird. I'm going I'm to go play with Detroit. Oh, Isaiah, I'm yeah. going to go play with Isaiah and Bill Lambert, who tried to take my head off for the first three years, and me, him, and Dennis Rodman are going to win the world championship. And then, then D-Wade had already won uh, a championship. So, again, I just— what do you it's, want, it's, LeBron? It's a, it's a different day and age. I think the the loyalty that th- these kids have grown up in the era of free agency. You go play where you want to play. You go one year to college. You, know, you don't go to college at all. So it's not a. It's, it's like the NBA is like a pickup game. You know, it's like we playing pickup. You know, we at we at we over there. At, at McGregor Park, and and me and you on the same team, and we lose. I'm gonna go. Hey, hey, hey! I got next. Hey, let me pick on with y'all. I'm gonna try to get back on the court <laughs> fast as I can. Well, I'm not waiting the game to well, play away again. I want to go with these other dudes from the south side. But that's because so you don't want to wait six hours to get on the court. But it's the same thing how these guys play. No <laughs> man, you era they switch me. These uh, that's kids switch, you got to be somewhere. They man. switch AAU teams the same way. They they play with D Gibbs one day and another team the next day. It's like man, you was just on my team. Oh, let me tell you to take that shirt off. You right, you know. Those <laughs> Come on, it's no loyalty in sports. It's just give it up. You 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 beyond that day, I man. You know, I, I just think it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. And Kevin Allen, the Silver Fox, who always does a show with me, he cannot stand this. He says LeBron is not. He's a guy that has to have everything just so so he can win a championship. And again, he had to. He you know he did it when he went to Miami. When he went back to Cleveland, you have Kyrie. And Kevin Love. Oh, I thought Kyrie was huge in that championship game. Well, of course. He, he Ky- kept him in the Kyrie. game. I mean, he won. I it was he, his I game. I thought he should have been the MVP. I, I mean, think so, too. Right now, I've, I'm kind of like, I've, I kind of I ebb and flow off of LeBron. Sometimes I really like him, and other times I'm kind of like you. And then sometimes. I'm always and I, like And me. I think the reason that he wins <laughs> me back over is because he says the right. He's kind of like the Peyton Manning of basketball. Like, Peyton Manning says the right things all the time. Peyton Manning can throw three interceptions, and and two of them were tips and not his fault. Well, guys, I just got to get better. I just got to do the right, right thing. Right. You know, we're going to come back out. I mean, but he didn't say the right things this week. I thought that him coming out and, – and, and if you're his teammate, what are you thinking? Like, like, wait a minute, what? Huh? We're right. not good enough. What? So who you – name name? Who are you talking about? Right, yeah. If you want me to go, it's I'm always, gone. It's always better when you name name. That's yeah. <laughs> if, if, if it's me, say it's me, and I, I'll chunk your deuce. Right. I, I just I'm, – I'm so over LeBron – and Gilbert and, I, and he's 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 kind of you know a, a, a slimy kind of cat anyway for the way he treated LeBron on the way out. Well, LeBron he got, came he, back, so I mean he got it, in his feelings. See, my thing is when LeBron left, and which I thought he should have not left, but then and then, and if he should have if he did leave, he should have left in a different way. If you're gonna do the oh big, yeah, that was the stupidest yeah, thing ever. I mean, right. He knows that he's admitted that right. So, but my thing is, I I can understand him coming back because you're trying to make up for for that you, you should have never left. But at this point, it's like uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm over LeBron. I'm, I'm ready for LeBron to retire and let the young guy. I mean, just to be honest, I don't I don't he doesn't move my emotional needle left or right at this point. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like Cleveland yet. It lays out for them the Eastern Conference. Now the team that I will be interested in seeing 
is uh, the progression of a couple of teams. Milwaukee is one. Right. Uh, with Antetupo. Yeah, they're long. There's some tall and, players. And, and Jabari yeah. Parker. But, and then also Washington with Bill and, and Wall. That team is coming along. Right. And, and we'll talk more NBA as the season progresses. But I do want to ask you this one thing. Chicago, you have Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade go out and trash their teammates in the public. Then Rondo saying, you know what? I played on a big three. Those guys wouldn't have done that. Uh, where do you fall, A, on Wade and Butler coming out, and then Rondo's response? Because well, I, I just think it's, it's never a reason to and, – and this goes back to Buddy Ryan. I learned that my second year in the NFL. We were horrible the first four games, and we went to New Orleans, got beat. We, we, just, couldn't, we just couldn't figure it out. Buddy went in front of the media and was like, hey, you know what? It's on me. I didn't have these guys ready to play. I need to do this, this, and this. Now, he came back into the locker room and said, hey, all right, now I didn't took the tongue lashing for y'all, you know, and, and I don't mind taking it, but y'all let me know what we have to do to fix it because we were one and four and supposed to be a Super Bowl team, and, right. and things turned around and we wound up winning eleven straight games. Right. But I was there. But the thing about it was, I think the guys got behind him because he went into the spotlight and took it the responsibility all on himself. Although as players, we knew it wasn't all his fault; that it was our fault just as much as his. But he had big enough shoulders to take it. So to me, well, if anything, is Le- LeBron's supposed to take it. Like the ways and those guys, if you're going to be a leader, you go out and what you tell the media is, I need to pick my game up. I need to play better. Now you go in front of your teammates and say, hey, look, I didn't took it one for y'all, but now let's get right. together and let's turn this stuff around. But you you can have these stars ain't loyal, right? You can you can you can have that in the face conversation, with, and the players will respect you more because at the end of the day. If those guys don't want to play hard for you or with you, however you want to put it, whatever motivates them, I mean, going in front of the media and talking bad about somebody is not going to make them want to go out there and die and for play a loose ball for, for you. you. So it's yeah. like it's totally defeating the purpose. And for a guy like Wade, you've been in the league too many years and played on too many teams. It's like, come on, you should know it's a better way to handle it. And you're not averaging no 28 points a game. Right, you're on the downslope. Yeah, you're on the downslope anyway. So it's like, dude, you need help. So I, yeah, And I won't even bring up the Carmelo thing. What I will bring up, it's for the first time ever I heard a New Orleans accent or any kind of uh, oh, really? New Orleans in, in front of the – do, do it in front of the media. What's that? that that's yeah. the New Orleans thing. Oh, and I said, yeah, baby, Herb, you know it sounds good over here. You know? <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you wanted a few to escape without yeah, your accent. It, it, it comes back when I go. It's kind of funny. When I go back to New Orleans, I go to the Popeyes. The best Popeyes in New Orleans is right there on St. Bernard and Gowers. If you want to get, like, the super, super hot, spicy, original chicken. <laughs> That's like, whatever, however much they put in the rest of the country, they put twice as much there. <laughs> and so, but they will totally mess your order up unless you go and sound like a local. So of my kids, they're like, daddy, like, order, order chickens. I'm like, yeah, baby, let me get, uh, give me a 10 piece and I need some peppers on that and some of that dirty rice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and my order comes out perfect because you go in there and say, I would like a 10 piece, please, with a, uh, you know, <laughs> strawberry soda. And it's like, man, they don't throw anything in the bag. You they don't get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He ain't from here. Forget this dude. You yeah, know? Is that, so do you find when you go back, because I know you go to New Orleans quite a bit. Oh, yeah. You, you, do you, you find when you're there, you, you your, your accent comes it's, back? It's such a fun city, man. It's just uh, being when in you're New not Orleans. When you're not getting shot at. Right? Yeah, well, Oh, that's everywhere, but you know, <laughs> no, but, it's not. It's not everywhere. Hey, Nothing like it is in hey, New Orleans. Look here, I was just over there in Sunnyside. Now let me tell you now, but but now, nah, but seriously, New Orleans has like such. It's such a just a a fun place to be because it's just such a laid back. 
You know, like I mean, I, if, yeah. I, if I don't get it done today, I'm gonna get it done. Mike, bro, don't worry about that, bro. We got you tomorrow. We got you tomorrow. <laughs> like, all right, man. All right. Now the only time I, I spent in New Orleans was for the Super Bowl, and I've been down there to the, to the French quarters. Never hung out outside of that. You know, Haywood. I went down there when he was in Metairie. He lived right. in Metairie when he played for the Saints. Right. Uh, the year he was down there, I would go down there with him. But it was yeah, never really. I want to. I would like to have a more tourist approach. Maybe I'll go down one yeah. once with you and get because my because my trips to New Orleans never involved the French Quarter. That's right, like right, so right. That's, the yeah, that's tourist. The tourist oh, yeah, and I know yeah, that. Yeah. But I'm not going venturing out by myself. <laughs> I can tell you that without a native. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, with that, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, you know, the Jeans and Bling coming up here in Houston. If yep. you're in town, want to welcome everybody who's coming into the city of Houston. Uh, I hope you guys learn to love the city as much as I do. I'm a native, and, and Eddie, you got here as quickly as you could. That's it. That, what they say about Texas. Say, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as quickly as I could. You, you, you've adopted the city quite a bit. And uh, and I know you got folks coming in from all of some of your former teammates, right? Yeah, once, once the Falcons won, because, of course, I've – Going to school in Alabama is right there by. I have a lot of friends in Atlanta. So as soon as the Falcons won, I was like, oh, man, I couldn't have been the Cowboys. But I, you know what? Being a who that, I'm going to root real hard against the Falcons this, okay, <laughs> this okay. week. But I think it's great that uh, it's always good when different teams can make it to the Super Bowl. So I'm excited for the city of Atlanta. Well, I know you'll be joining me next. Uh, well, you'll, be, well, you'll be with me a, a couple times this next week coming up, and I look forward to that. Uh, if, if I don't get you on another podcast, your Super Bowl prediction. I know it's a lot of it's really early for that, but give me your Super Bowl prediction. I think it's a high-scoring game, I think. But Brady is going to win in the end, and I, I would say 34-31 to 31 Patriots. Okay, and 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 finally, uh, well, I'll give you my prediction. I'll do another. I'll have another podcast, so I'll give you my prediction later on. Um, but uh, and finally, as you hear, new addition in the background. What's your? Who's your favorite new addition member? You have to pick one. Wow, if I had to go with the favorite member, I, I would have to go with my man, uh, Michael Bivens, probably. Well, see, now, now here's 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 how I went on, on the arc of new addition. Okay, my I I was uh I, I was a Ralph guy, then I became a Bobby guy. But after seeing the miniseries, I'm a Ralph guy again. Really? Yeah, Ralph took one for the team. And you have to watch it, man. I had to check yeah, it out. Yeah, you and next time we'll quiz you on it. And we're gonna work in some new features. We're gonna do Facebook Live. How can people get to you on Twitter? I'm on erob50 on Twitter, also Instagram, same thing, erob50. I had had that for a long time. That's old school. Yeah, you got in on the ground floor, yeah, right? Ground Anytime floor, you get right. what you want, that means you've been on it for a while. Right. Hey, want to thank you guys for listening to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Want to remind you, you can uh, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, and of course on Twitter, you can reach out to me at Wade's Word W A D E S W O R D in the Sports Talk with Devin Wade. A page and group where we have poll questions from time to time, and I reach out to you guys for feedback on the podcast. Please tell your friends, share it all over the country. If, uh, if, if whatever city you're listening in, reach out to me, and we'll make sure that we get a reporter on or a writer from your city, or maybe an athlete from your city, uh, onto the podcast. Uh, because again, we want to, uh, if you're out there, we want to serve everybody. Uh, who uh, give them a new brand of sports talk and uh, just a different type of conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Stay tuned for episode 11 in the coming days. Enjoy your day. It's easy.